Hi, Jason. Welcome to RegTech Impact. Jason, please introduce yourself. Thanks very much for having me. I'm uh, Jason Bowd, and uh, I'm the CEO and co-founder of a company called RegTech Associates. Um, how would you explain your job to your grandma or grandpa? Can you explain <laughs> it? Yes. That's a good question. Um, firstly, I think when you talk about technology and you talk about reg tech, most people's gl eyes glaze over. So I think generally I tell people that I'm a technologist. I work in financial services and in regulation. Um, the second thing I talk about is my journey has been from working in large companies to 10 years ago, a sort of on, what I describe as an entrepreneurial journey. So 10 years ago, I left the safety of working for a big bank and became an entrepreneur, became an investor and mentor. So I tell people generally I work in the technology sector, helping small companies to grow. Yeah, excellent. Um, we're talking about RegTech. Um, may I ask you, when did you first hear the word RegTech? 2014, 2015, um, it was fairly embryonic then. Um, but actually, that's the genesis of the, the company that I now run, Rectic Associates. We, I had just exited uh, my last company and I was looking, quite frankly, looking at what I was going to do next and researching. Uh, and I love the, the phase of researching new opportunities. And I came across Rectech. Um, I actually clearly remember seeing it um in a post uh, by a vc a guy called john jean martin Mulder, and uh thinking oh, okay that really resonates with me because i have a background in technology and i've worked at a financial institution where everybody has their sort of introduction into regulation so yeah it was 2014 at sort of perhaps early 2015 interesting um how would you define reg tech Do you have a definition? <laughs> yeah, I've heard your definition, actually, and I, and I like it as well. Ours is fairly open and fairly inclusive, and I deliberately so, because actually I think that – so firstly, let me tell you my definition, and I'll explain why. So mm -hmm. we're quite simple. It's the, the use of technology to help regulated firms meet their regulatory obligations, so nice and open, um, because we've – four or five years ago uh looking at how different people defined reg tech and subsequent subdivisions and definitions you know it's either completely aligned to financial services or it's cross industry or some people break out reg tech and suck tech and other types of tech for me we we want to keep the definition as broad as possible um to capture as much as possible that fits into that remit um, and then we we subdivide the industry by using a taxonomy. So at the top level, we keep everything nice and open. And then we have our own taxonomy, which we're starting to collaborate with people in the industry to improve and use that taxonomy around the world. And our taxonomy allows us to then to subdivide RegTech into um, regulatory areas. So we use the regulatory area approach, um, financial crime, conduct, etc. For our taxonomy, yeah. So a nice, nice open definition from us. Mm -hmm. um, is there, why can I say, um, if we talk about RegTech, what I'm thinking about, um, what is the market size of RegTech? Do you have any idea? Yeah, I think that's a really, I mean, that's a really difficult question to answer from a, if you start putting 
financial figures on it, right? So um, I, I'm going to give an answer that's based upon our research that we do. We actually research both the supply of regulatory technology into the market, i.e. the regtech vendors and suppliers, and we also research the, the demand. So what do people that are buying and using and supporting the industry see as the demand? So I'm going to answer it from the supply side because I think both supply and demand are connected and they you know, supply can be a proxy for demand is our view. So on the supply side, we're tracking about 1,300 different products um, that, that are identified and we identify as RegTech. And the, um, the, the US has been probably the leading uh, creator of those products historically. And now um, the the UK over the last few years has been uh, catching up, but now we see pockets of real sort of reg tech innovation in you know all around the world. I think those thirteen hundred comp uh, thirteen hundred products, excuse me, are from about a thousand different companies, and they are mapped into about seventy countries around the world. So there's you know it really is truly a global industry. 1300 is quite small compared to perhaps an area like fintech um but still it's uh, significantly grown from i think that original list that i saw many years ago 2015 was 100 companies so we've seen a lot of growth over that period of time interesting maybe can you tell me which three regions are leading in regtech good question i think the the uh, the as i said earlier in terms of in terms of supply, probably the US, second Europe, and then thirdly, you know, Asia, Australia specifically. I think Australia in the last uh, three, four years has has uh, seen a real, uh, a real surge in sort of reg tech demand and supply. Uh, but we're also seeing sort of pockets of um, sort of innovation and lots of companies being set up out of sort of Singapore and. Uh, set the Southeast Asia Asia sort of area of the world. Um, so I think they're the three areas. Now, what I would say is that those, my view is that those regions are developing at different rates. I think in U Europe is perhaps a bit more mature and seems to have slowed down a little bit, whereas the US seems to have accelerated. There seems to be a lot of demand for RegTech solutions in the in the US right now. And that's that's backed up by seeing uh, a lot of companies move into the US and expand and do really well. Interesting, really interesting. Um, but what do you think are the three major upcoming trends in RegTech? For me, uh, RegTech has the potential to, to change a lot in, in our world, but the three biggest ones for me are probably sustainability, fraud and financial crime. I think reason i say sustainability uh you know the the esg sort of trend the g of governance um the, but also the the environmental and sustainability sort of uh items are sort of well documented so i think we we classify esg into the the reg tech sort of uh taxonomy and, and fraud and financial crime um i think are obvious you know in terms of protecting society and protecting the vulnerable, um, you know, those three areas probably for me are the, the the ones that have the the biggest potential for positive impact. Interesting. Although you you make the bridge between regtech and society, 
That is very interesting. Yeah, well, um, I mean, fundamentally, right, the, one of the reasons for regulation is to create a safe, you know, a safe society and safe uh, financial services and, you know, other industries um, and the consumer protection part of, of the regulation is, you know, is very important as is, you know, protecting people from harm. You know, real f- financial crime isn't a faceless crime. It It, it can it can really impact, you know, people that are vulnerable to protect themselves. So, um, you know, those topics are really important. Interesting. Um, maybe one question um, for this topic. Did RegTech companies have always two customers? Also one, the normal customer, and the second are always the regulator. Can we say that? I think certain RegTechs do, yeah. I mean, maybe not everybody. Um mm-hmm. You know, if you think about something like onboarding uh, and identity verification, you know, I'm not sure the regulators are customers of those types of companies. Um, you know, they're interested in ensuring that those companies meet the regulations. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, as far as I see, not every reg tech has the regulator as a, as a customer, but certainly, you know, there's a lot of use cases where they do. Yeah, interesting. Um Which topic should RegTech works on? Do we have an idea? You mean in terms of like what, you know, where are the trends and what are the topics yes. that are sort of incredibly interesting? Um, again, I think, you know, if we, look at, if we look at supply as a register of where the interest lies, you know, there's no doubt that financial crime is still one of the big areas. I think about a third of our research are, With companies, sorry, a third of the companies that we include in that those 1,300 products are, are financial crime. Now, I guess I'd give two pieces of advice to anybody starting a reg tech company. Firstly, is you know aim for the white space, right? So the fact that there's 400 plus reg tech companies focusing in financial crime does that mean that that there's a load of demand that's unmet, or does it mean that there's too much supply to meet the demand. Uh, so I think that's the first place for any company to start. Nevertheless, saying that, if you take, again, financial crime as an example, there's no shortage of, of fundraising to 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 being made available to, to financial crime companies. Uh, well, not no shortage. There are a lot of fundraisers for financial crime companies, I should say. So, um, but also I think... Um, sustainability and ESG is is a really, really hot topic. Um, the potential to take a lot of climate and other related data uh, and make that available for a, a, a whole variety of use cases. I think we're just at the start of that growth um, in the ESG space. Lots of regulations either sort of in process or coming down uh, around the world. So I think sustainability and financial crime will continue to be two of the sort of hot areas. I think anybody starting a company would be foolish, at least not to look at what the opportunities are in those areas. Yeah, interesting. Um, we're talking about RegTag. And for me, it's what comes to your mind when you think about the positive impact of RegTag. Do you have any practical examples? Um. I think, again, like I sort of mentioned earlier, maybe um, sustainability and ESG are a good, a good, uh, a good place to start. Um, mm-hmm. I think 
you know sustainability and climate change and 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 the whole green finance move can be maybe to the average consumer can be a, a bit a case of who else you know somebody else needs to needs to fix this problem and so an area that i sort of particularly like at the moment is the uh some of the the reg tech solutions or fintech solutions again i'm you know, I'm not going to say whether they're fintech or regtech that mm-hmm. that do impact um, that actually allow consumers to measure their impact. So if they're buying products or services, uh, what are the impacts of those products and services on the on the climate? I think they're really positive impact sort of use cases. Um, you know, whether that is when you buy a product through Amazon, seeing the impact of that product and the environment, whether you can analyze and track your spending through your bank and through things like open banking and doing impact analysis. It really puts some level of control back in the consumer's hands and makes them feel like they've got a part to play in addressing the the climate issues that, that we're currently living with. Interesting. But let's talk about established companies. And um, the question is how or with what should a company start being active in RegTech as an established company? You mean a supplier or you mean a buyer or is it? It's a buyer. It doesn't matter. You can choose both. As a buyer. Um, I think um, it's getting harder to, it's getting harder for companies to select solutions based upon what they see just you know in marketing and on people's websites so i think there's definitely a again each region each market is sort of slightly different but i think there's becoming a maturity in how some bigger companies assess regtech um, and also understand their appetite for innovation versus you know choosing perhaps an established large technology supplier most of the regtech companies are still relatively small now there are obviously exceptions there are some large you know if you took nasdaq being a regtech company or even some of the companies like refinitiv you know if you classify refinitiv as a regtech company they're obviously huge well-established um companies and technology vendors but most of them are actually probably less than 50 people so i think the first place to start with any for a buyer is to actually understand your appetite for innovation for or appetite for looking at small suppliers versus large suppliers. Um, you know, unless you really start there, I think you'll spend a lot of time looking at the smaller end of the market um, when your organization is never going to buy a product from a company that has 10 or 20 or maybe even 50 staff. So I think that first first point is, is probably the place to start. Secondly is then really, really being clear on the use case you're solving. These sound like really obvious things, but I think there's a lot of people in the market are just looking to learn rather than having, a, which is also fine, rather than having a very specific problem they're trying to solve. So having a very specific problem and knowing what you're looking for in terms of size of the companies are two really good starting points for me. Absolutely. But who are the drivers in RegTech? I think the drivers, um, I mean, I think they've changed. Like if if you take things at the early stage post-global financial crisis, 
I think the drivers for RegTech were, you know, meeting the huge onslaught of regulations that came out as a result of the global financial crisis. Many of those regulations were met by large companies by, uh, you know, solving the problem with people. And then the almost the, the evolution from that started to look at automation uh, to automate those people processes that have been put in place as a result of the GFC. And I think we're now moving into like a, a, a second or third wave after that, which is much more about, you know, starting to use data, starting to use uh, lots of data science and machine learning. Um, but we're not quite there in terms of turning those um some of those experiments into sort of production. So I think the driver is still along that, you know, moving from people towards automation, towards using data science. Uh, and I think every organization is slightly different, but we're still on a bit of a journey into the, the data science um, uh, world, really. Mm -hmm. Maybe can uh, investor be a driver in RegTech? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's a driver for most tech companies, mm -hmm. whether they focus on RegTech, FinTech, some other type of tech um you know i think i'm I'm, a, i'm an investor i've invested in a few technology companies uh usually at an early stage as an angel investor and um certainly the the investor journey and the investor payback for reg tech is probably a little bit different than some other marketplaces I think reg tech is not something that matures in like one to three years. It's generally a longer, longer cycle. Um, it's also quite a specialist subject. So, you know, I think there's been a lot of um, a lot of large investment recently. I think there was a cybersecurity company, I forget the name, a couple of weeks ago that raised the largest ever Series A round i think it was something like 550 million dollars hmm. for a series a which is <laughs> yes. like crazy um but you know i think um i think investors are certainly or, or sort of money and, and financing and investors the money that is certainly a driver for reg tech but i think it's a driver for all technology and reg tech hmm. investment in reg tech is in my view uh it's slightly harder to achieve a payoff so that counts against reg tech companies sometimes when they go up against other type of technology companies for investment. Mm -hmm. um, to be able to transform the reg tech function into the digital age, all parties of the global ecosystem, I mean public and private, should work together. Who globally can, is, are taking the lead in this? What's your opinion? I think there's some good examples of where um, digital and reg tech and public-private partnerships come together. I'm not sure what the right, where the real success stories are at the moment, if I'm completely honest. So one of the things I, I, I was thinking about in this answer is the um, the various identity uh, sort of verification, identity verification, digital identity. Uh, initiatives that are sort of taking place around the world. Um, Invidium, for example, in the Nordics, and there's been one in Hong Kong and in, and in different countries. I think they're good examples of where um, 
private companies are bought into joint ventures or uh, partner with with public uh, organisations to create some utility. I'm not, yeah, as I say, I'm not really sure that there's a there's some amazing use cases yet. But I think when we look at certain things like digital identity and identity verification, they certainly lend themselves to needing to be solved on a regional and probably eventually at a global a global uh, on a global stage the question is i'm not entirely sure there is a single successful model for doing that that exists yet absolutely what do you think is the future of ragtech do you have an idea about the future of ragtech that's a really good question um I think there'll be consolidation in the reg tech space and there'll continue to be innovation. And if you like, those two are slightly conflicting. Um, I think in certain areas, there's an oversupply of uh, companies and that will lead to an increasing amount of partnerships and increasing amount of um, corporate development, merger and acquisition. And I think we're starting to see that. Um, I hope that the larger companies buying the small ones doesn't uh, restrict innovation. I think the other thing that will happen more is a closer partnership between regulators and private sector. I think regulators around the world have taken a slightly um, hands-off approach, I think, and, and uh, I think better outcomes could be achieved all around if regulators were more forward-thinking and more, more forward-acting in, uh, in helping regtech development around the world a good question because i'm thinking how to achieve a collaboration with public sector as a regtech startup i mean is there a, how we can achieve a collaboration with the public sector do i have any idea i mean it's difficult yeah it is difficult and i guess you know by their by their nature regulators public sector bodies are cautious and mm -hmm. um you know have a lot of governance in place. So a reg tech startup working, you know, needs to work very quickly, right? They have a limited amount of cash. They have a limited runway to achieve the recognition that their product is right for a specific case. So long, long cycles in establishing prior, uh, public partnerships and startup doesn't sit well together. Right, so I think the I think the way that it could sit well together is that uh, the organisations, the public sector organisations, are paying for uh, that reg tech innovation at its early stage, and it's not necessarily an endorsement of a particular company, but it's a recognition that if you don't pay early stage reg tech companies for the work they do at an early stage, they won't continue to do that work because the you know the, quite simply the the dynamics of the financials are wrong and that therefore maybe means that the public sector bodies can only work with established companies which is which is fine but it's um if you just want large companies working with public sectors then continue to work in the way you've always worked if you want to continue and partner to get innovation you need to figure out some way of of making sure the early stage innovative reg tech companies can survive. And one way is to make sure they're paid for that work they do at an early stage. Mm -hmm. 
It's very interesting, Jason. We talk a lot of uh, interesting topics. Are there any other topics that we should definitely discuss today? I, I, I've got a question whether, you know, w will RegTech as a particular label, will it, will it even exist in five or ten years' time? Yes, you know, that, does does regulation and reg tech become embedded in into all technology that you know that works in certain industries? I mean, I think um, some of the work we've done is started to look starting to look at uh, reg tech in other industries outside of financial services, and I think you know when we look at areas like data privacy that go cross industry when we look at areas um, and other industries, um, you know, the sustainability and, and um, uh, carbon sort of reporting regulations span all industries, not just financial services. It's almost like does RegTech become embedded into technology that serves those other industries? So it's, you know, it'd be, I'm sort of intrigued as to what will really happen. Will RegTech even exist in, 10 years time or will it just be a the, the maturing of reg tech be that your reg tech features are part of your technology product if you serve pharmaceutical if you serve automotive if you serve financial services an interesting question i mean um somebody told me that um they already have reg tech but they don't call it reg tech they just call it it's a risk tool for them yeah, yeah. They just call them risk tool. Yeah. And I think um, this is a very interesting point. And uh, that is also the definition of rec tech. What is rec tech? And um, of rec tech impact, it's more the impact because we should talk more about the impact of rec tech. Mm -hmm. And I think um, in your question, um, rec tech will be still alive if we think about the impact and don't talk about what is rec tech because yeah. everybody knows rec tech, but the impact is important. And as you as you mentioned it, um, this is something which the which the society are getting benefits of that. And if you can show them, I think that is a great impact. Absolutely. What do you think, Jason? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. I think the um, it, it's a good point about the risk. Um, again, you know this this subdivision of reg tech and risk tech. I mean, we're starting to. Uh, we already have companies that would label themselves as risk tech in our research, but we're actually going to more formally combine risk tech and reg tech together in our taxonomy and in our research later this year, early into next year. And we're doing some exciting work around that. So, so I think you're right. If you start to focus on the outcomes uh, mm -hmm. and you start to focus on the impact and, you know, it's less important whether this company is a reg tech or a risk tech. I think, however, what what the um, what the buyers or often the industry do need is at least uh, when they're looking at something in the market. Sometimes the labels help them identify. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're talking about financial crime, well, do we have a common sort of understanding? Is fraud in financial crime? Is it outside of financial crime? Is financial crime just stuff that's related to FATF or is it something else? So I think there is some usefulness in having this labeling, but I agree with you. If we can focus on the impact, then um, the label is less important. Absolutely. Finally, the last question. What would you do if you were not working in your industry? Wow, that's a great question. Um, 
That's a great question. Firstly, uh, my my health, my family are very important to me. So I think anybody that's, you know, I'm nearing the last sort of quarter of my career, more senior in my years than, than many others. But uh, I think um, I'm really happy with my through my career that I've gone through a variety of different roles. And I've learned so much in the last decade, moving towards and working with some great entrepreneurs. Uh, I'm not finished yet, but when I when I am, I guess one thing I would would do is uh, sort of focus more on my family. I'm um, personally big into swimming at the moment. There's a bunch of reg tech people coming together for a for a charity swim in September, so I'm busy training for that. So health and fitness and family are probably my my uh, my thing that I'm focusing. And if I'm not going to work in the reg tech industry, other than that, in terms of the professional side. Uh, I've started over the last decade doing a lot of mentoring, a lot of investing, and now I started on my advisory career, sit on a couple of advisory boards. Um, That's fantastic because you get an opportunity to bring back some of your experience you've learned through your career to others that are just starting out. And I really, really enjoy that aspect of what I do today. Absolutely. Uh, Jason, thank you to be my guest on RegTech Impact. I would say bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me.